1: Welcome back, everyone. Rick Hayes is my special guest, and uh, Rick is a media favorite uh, appearing on television, film, radio, and print media, including appearances on the Travel Channel, Sci Fi Network, Destination America, Chiller Channel, Fox Television, CBS Radio, and Sirius uh, Radio. Uh, Rick is uh, featured in the docu film The Possessed, which was produced and dis- distributed by NBC Universal Spooked Productions, and Soul Catcher, once again by NBC Universal Spooked Productions. On the Sci-Fi Television Network, Rick also appears on the Traveler cha- Travel Channel's Most Terrifying Places in America and Children of the Grave, too. Once again, Rick's website is www.lifesgift.com. First of all, Rick, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure having you here uh, over all these many years. It's been great to know you and, and great to see how you're helping people and what you do is very important.
2: Well, thank you very much, and, and I'm looking forward to another 20 years of, of returning to that zone. Our door is
1: always open to you, my friend. Thank you. Um, you also do coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I have. I, I, I share in my own experience that I really feel that, that when an door of opportunity opens in your life, it's not for you to stand there and ask why the door opens. It's for you to walk through. It's guiding you in your life, and that's exactly what happened to me. About I was getting signs, what I call signs, I was mm-hmm. from from consultations, individuals in consultation sharing with me. Rick, you brought so much comfort about the next part of life and our loved ones being being okay and and giving us validations for that. But what about life here? How can you help? What can I do about my marriage? What can I do about my career? What can I find in my purpose path in life? And with that being said, I. I started recognizing I needed to learn about life coaching, so about seven years ago, I took it upon myself to learn from the top life coaches in their field, and I developed my own program and so for the last four years now, three, four years, I have been um, been doing also uh, consultations for life coaching, and I have seen it's just as inspiring for me whenever I share validations from the next part of life and getting those to the loved ones. It's been such an inspiration for me, Rob, to see how people are changing their lives, and having more confidence with themselves, and, and changing their careers, and getting better marriages. And it is not that I'm giving them a, giving them the, the the tools. Well, I am giving them the tools to do so, but it is them that is doing it. And all it takes is just a little bit of of encouragement and a little bit of confidence, and that's all of that's what life coaching is all about. And uh, it's, it's just great. It's been a great inspiration and in another part of my life that I feel very, very proud of, actually. So I really am.
1: Well, congratulations on all you do, uh, Rick. Uh, I have Thanks. a question for you. You were talking before about um, you know doing investigations, and uh, I mentioned a number of the shows that, that you're, you're on. Is, is it hard for you to release, or how do you get someone to be released who is trapped in spirit? Mm,
2: okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing some more filming for another television show in a couple weeks, but I can't go into any more details So, yeah. But, uh, um, I, I've always I've always shared this. I've shared with those in that those on television today are good friends of mine. And I've shared this with them. They're not trapped. Um, we, we have a tendency to feel like we go to a location that these individuals are there and they can, they're there because they're stuck there. I, Personally I don't feel like they are, like I've shared with a good friend of mine on television. I said you've shown on on the show that this this you saw the shadow walk through the walls, but then later in your show you said they're trapped here. How can they be trapped if they can walk through the walls? Exactly. They are they they have made a choice to be there and I really feel like they're there, just like I shared with the prison with those inmates. They're not trapped there. They wanted me to know about their experience there. Who better to share with you about locations than those who have experienced there and have memories there? And so I feel like they choose to be there to help, to, to, to show us about all about the location. They're not trapped.
1: When you were talking about Elvis before, when you saw Elvis in a full-body apparition on his couch, when he looked at you, did he realize that you could see him?
2: Well that was first of all, he wasn't wearing blue suede shoes.
1: Okay, well that was my next question.
2: <laughs> no, uh actually he didn't he didn't even look at me. I actually was watching him watching individuals go by. He didn't he didn't he didn't look over at me. Hmm. Now, would he know that I could recognize him? Um I I feel like if I would have acknowledged him and said something to him through to what I call the energy of thought, he would have right. recognized that but you know, there was several individuals going through. It. He was more, to me, at that at that experience, it was more that he was just very, very pleased and very, very proud of how many individuals looked up to him and cared about him and and cared enough to go through his home and to learn about him. He was very thrilled about that. I can feel that energy. Uh, but no, he didn't. He didn't look over at me and say, "Hi, Rick. I know you can see me or anything like that."
1: So, <laughs> you know, he was such a great loss to so many. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to the loss of of someone that you love and someone who is dear to you, should we grieve for those loved ones that are no longer here? Do you really think do grieving feel, is okay?
2: I do really feel it's okay. I feel like it's okay. I wrote an article once. It's called "Okay to Cry." Uh, when we when we shed tears, we're shedding tears for hurts. We're sharing tears of pain, mm-hmm. and we're sharing tears of love. And so, uh, grieving is a process for us to go through. Uh, to to experience in this life, to, to get an understanding of, of how much love we had for that individual or how, how much we will miss that individual. And that type of emotion, we don't have those type of emotions in the next part of life. Grieving is, is a process, and grieving is a strengthening process. So I absolutely feel, I share in my consultation, no individual has the same amount of grieving time. You know, you take each day as, a, as you feel like you need. Mm-hmm. It could be a year, it could be six months, it could be ten years, but you take it as needed. But grieving is, now what you don't want to do, though, and those are your, your loved ones in the next part of life don't want you to do, they don't want you to stop your life. They don't want you to give up on your life. They want you to continue your life. But, but again, it's okay to have, have grief and feel that grief.
1: What is your advice, or, or how can we best prepare those who, or or you know, this is a hard question, and I'm trying to I'm trying to say ask it delicately. If so, if we know somebody in our family is is on that road to the transformation or to the new book or put on his wings, how would be the best way, in your opinion, having dealt with this over twenty, you know, 20 years? What is the best way for for family and friends? to prepare not only the person, but themselves for this transformation.
2: Well, before I answer that question, I want to add this. There's two things I share. If you're going to a psyche meeting, there's two things that I'm going to recommend. Recommend If a if, if psyche meeting tells you that they're telling you that you only have so much time to live, or if someone in your family or someone has only so much time to live, run as fast as you can, because right. we are not to do that. The second thing is if a psychic mean tells you they're 100% accurate run as fast as you can because we are not 100% accurate because you have the ability to change direction change yeah. things. So how can what is best embrace one another. That is that is a very simple statement to say. Really embrace one another. Really embrace the time with one another. Find that quality of of your your love for one another and and find that and embrace that. And, and as time goes with each day, you're going to find that after the transition, you're going to have the comfort of knowing that you spent time with that individual. I hear that a lot, Rob. Where a lot of individuals says, "I wish I would have spent more time with them," or "I wish I would have given them more of my time." What you can do is give, the, embrace it, that moment with with the individuals and with each other. And and I and we said this back with the COVID thing. I think it's been an event been a benefit that we have been restricted and confined in our homes because it's brought families together and spend time
1: together. One quick question before you and I have to say so long for this year. Um, Do prayers help? Do prayers actually get to the people on the other side?
2: I I do feel that way. People, you know, I grew up in church. It was called Mm -hmm. praying. uh, Praying to our Creator, praying for for guidance. Uh, Others have suggested or defined it as putting it out there in the universe right i really feel that our thoughts are of energy and our energy is heard and i feel like our loved ones can hear us and they're with us and they can they can they hear when you want to say i love you I always tell everyone you don't need to come to me and ask me to tell them that because you tell them they hear you and so prayers prayers and and putting out in the universe is does manifest it absolutely does
1: Hey, Rick, that time has come when you and I must say so long for this year. Um, do me a favor. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. Give them your website and contact information.
2: Okay. Well, the website's lifegift.com, and just go to that. And then I'm all over social media. You just look up Rick Hayes on Facebook, Twitter, and all. And you just look up Rick Hayes, and you'll find me there as well.
1: Rick, take care of yourself. Again, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X Zone. Thank you so much. Take care, my friend. All right, Exxon Nation. once again, Rick Hayes has been our guest this hour www.rickhayes. I'm sorry www.lifesgift.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Once again, the leading story tonight here in the Exxon. Jen Harzan, head of the Mutual UFO Network, was arrested July 3rd and is accused of soliciting sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13-year-old girl. Tomorrow night, Kevin Randall and I discuss this, Uh, this news story that many of us believe will be the downfall of MUFON. I'll be back, Uncle Ian. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com.
0: Path Home Shamanic Art School has just launched a new online series of classes Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow. In these classes, composed and taught by Path Home founder and director, Gwilda Wiecka, you'll learn practical shamanic skills to support your daily life, such as how to build a medicine wheel to access the power of the earth, perform a shamanic journey, create sacred space in which to live and work, empower your life with totem animals, elementals, and fairy folk, and learn the art of accurately reading signs and omens. These tried and true skills are the key to living a powerful, productive life. Visit us at findyourpathhome.com to see the ever-growing collection of classes and leading-edge information to support you during these times of uncertainty and transition. All can be found at findyourpathhome.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Rick Hayes is my special guest this hour, www.lifesgift.com. Rick, I understand that you do not use the word death or dead when describing our going into the next life. Is there a specific reason?
2: Yes, there is. But before I answer that, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Do you still have your famous mustache?
1: I sure do. In fact, it's grown into a full beard.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, well... I've been working on one, and and it's funny because I thought, do I want a Rob McConnell mustache? No, there's no way I can have Rob McConnell. Only Rob McConnell can wear that mustache. So, I actually grew grew a, a certain type, and now it's like I can't shave it now because everybody expects me to have it. So, and we've got it on some promos, so I can't I can't shave it no longer. So, but I was going to ask you if you still have the famous mustache. Yeah, so. I,
1: I, I do, ex- <laughs> except you know when. Uh, I guess I guess I started growing the beard just at the time when the first news about COVID struck and everything was being shut down. We went into a lockdown here in Ontario. In fact, the Niagara part of Ontario is still in what they consider stage two uh, mm, okay. when it comes. And, you know, we're right across the border from Buffalo and, um, and Niagara Falls, New York, mm. and the borders are closed up here, so... Wow, yeah. okay. It's well to answer stranger. your question, yeah. I,
2: I do I choose not to uh, utilize the word death or dead because if you look at the definition of those two words it it, it defines it as an end. Mm-hmm. And we don't end in life. We we have a life here yeah. in the physical body that we experience and grow and learn and then once we complete this part of life we continue on into the next part of life. We go and leave the physical body, trains into the body of spirit and life is continual. So I, I just uh, I, I let everyone know at the beginning of a consultation that I use I simply use the word transcend because that's what we're doing. We're transcending from one part of life into the next part of life.
1: You know, I've used the analogy that life is... There, there's two analogies that I use. You know, having been doing this show for 30 years and talking to people like yourself, I've been able to kind of formulate my own interpretation that one of them is that Just imagine yourself in front of a a gigantic bookcase. And at the very beginning is the first book. Book 1, Volume 1. Well, that's where we are now. And when this life finishes, we go to Book 1, Volume 2. And then the next, Book 1, Volume 3. Or I use the analogy of the caterpillar. The caterpillar, you know, lives a certain amount of time. And then it realizes when it's time to through its cocoon, and the caterpillar doesn't die, it changes. And when it comes out, it's a butterfly. Do any of these two examples work with you, Rick?
2: Absolutely. In fact, I wrote them down. I'm going to borrow them. Go right ahead, my friend. (laughs) No, and that's great analogy, especially the the caterpillar. You know, it transforms, it transcends. It goes, it knows when it's completing its time as a caterpillar and it transforms or transcends into the next part of life of a beautiful butterfly, which is the next part of, the, of that caterpillar's life. So it's the same way for us. Uh, I've had individuals ask me, am I, have I ever been afraid of quote dying? It's like, no, because I'm not, I'm just, tra- I'm just transcending to the, my next, I'm getting, I'm completing book one, volume one, getting ready to go into yeah. book one, one, volume two. See how that works?
1: I I like that. I'm going to use that. Please do, Rick.
2: Please do. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. You know, I've I've had the opportunity
1: of speaking to a number of people who have had legitimate near-death experiences. And whenever I've talked to them and asked them about their experience, there are so so many similarities. And one thing that they all say, they didn't want to come back. They were forced back. And that now... No matter what religion they are or what philosophical beliefs haven't been, been in, you know ingrained in them throughout society or throughout their childhood, they do not fear death and they look forward to going back
2: yeah i I, I can not only i, I can not, not only agree with that but i i've actually experienced that personally I, in nineteen eighty one I was in the hospital for thirty one days, and they didn't think I was going to make it. And uh, there's only two experiences I recall because I was unconscious most of that time. But uh, there was one experience where an angel actually came to visit with mm-hmm. me and I was ready to go. I, I was I don't know of anyone else that's ever argued with an angel, but I was arguing with this angel. As I call it a celestial being. And it was it was sharing with me, you know, that it wasn't time for me to go. And I kept saying, why not? I'm ready to go. And it kept saying I had more to do. And at that time, I wasn't in this. I wasn't sharing my abilities i didn't know what it meant what right. this celestial being meant but uh, i do now but i i had that same experience where and I, and for me as well i feel like when my time is completed here i will be more than be more than ready to go because i was ready back in 1981 and it was telling me that it was not time so um i've had i've had the same experience in that
1: rick how do you deal with skepticism
2: uh, well first of all i always like to say this you know it's okay to be skeptical it's it just it's the definition of saying you're still learning to understand and that's what we do here we learn and so it's 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 okay to be skeptical uh, i feel like if we didn't have skepticism we wouldn't have have evolved as much as we have on this earth you know skeptical being skeptical is is a way of questioning and and uh, disagreeing in a in a in a good way. So it's okay to be skeptical for me. Um, I just share with those that one of the things we're given here, Rob, upon birth is a gift of choice. We can choose how we live, how we, how we believe what we not want to believe. And so if you believe one way different than me, if you don't believe in what I do, it's okay. Uh, because one th- one day we will all really know and we will understand. So being skeptical is, is okay for me. I have no problem with it.
1: I understand that you've been to many locations over the past twenty years of your career, Rick. Connecting with those in spirit, can you share a couple of those experiences with us?
2: Yeah, I have. I, I usually share. If you've seen a, if you've seen a location on television on these shows, I've been there. Um, I, I did not know twenty years ago I'd be at all the. I I did not know twenty years ago I'd be in abandoned hospitals and you know abandoned prisons and and uh, you know my family likes to tease me a little bit. Because they always say, "Well, how many prisons are you going to be in this year?" <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's, you know, they're they're not they're they're abandoned." Okay, I'm not going for yeah. any other reason. So, but I, speaking of prisons, I do recall one. There's one in West Virginia that is uh, that is that is known, and it is it it actually closed in 1995, and and because of inhumane conditions to the inmates. But the first time I, I, well, the last time I was there, I was there, I was invited as a speaker in, a, in an investigation. And myself and another person was walking down the main corridor of the, there was four levels of jail cells. And um, all of a sudden I had something hit me in the top of the head. And I turned the flashlight down on the floor and looked and it was a small pebble. And I looked up on the, about the third level and there was the three inmates and spirits up there just a- laughing and they showed me their full body apparitions and showed me that they were inmates there at one time. And so that was a, that was a recent experience I had where they, you know, they weren't trying to hurt me. They were just being mischievous and and they wanted me to recognize them as they had spent time there. So that was one experience I've had experience. I've never had anything physically to me because I choose not to, but, um, you know, I've, I've had many other experiences where I've had been in locations where, uh, well, here's a good one. We just talked about this yesterday. This is before I actually shared my abilities with everyone. But I was in a place called Memphis, Tennessee, and there was a place called Graceland down there.
1: No, I, I think and I've heard of that, yeah.
2: You you kind of understand. No, okay. Yeah, and thank you. So, thank you very much.
1: So I, I – <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That's right.
2: So <laughs> – but I was actually on a tour there, and and as a young adult, and I recall going down into this one area, and it was a, they call it the Jungle Room, and I remember coming down and coming around, and there was this U-shaped sofa there, and I looked over there, and there was Elvis Presley himself just sitting there, full-body apparition, just sitting on that couch, and he had his arms up on the on the top of the couch on the couch arms, and he was just watching people going by, and I and I was like shook a little bit. I was all shook up, Rob, to get that. <laughs> and, <laughs> so so, so I, I was like, that's Elvis. But I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't I couldn't say anything to anyone, but I thought, that's Elvis. Now, and people have asked me if I had celebrities come to visit with me. And my answer to that is, why would they come to visit with me if they didn't know me here? You know, so uh, I'm not one of those psychic beings that say, oh, I'm going to channel Prince. You know, I'm not. If he didn't know me, why would he come to me? Unless I'm with his family or if I'm in his location. Like with Elvis Presley, I was at Graceland. That's his, That's an, That was his place. That was the place he enjoyed being at. And so that's why he was there. He was enjoying all the tourists coming through his home.
1: So uh, so
2: that was just a couple of experiences I've had in my life. And uh, one day it'll be in a book.
1: <laughs> a book that I will not hesitate to put on our bookshelf here, my friend. I will definitely get you a copy. Thank you, sir. Rick, stand by. You and I have to take our final break. And ExoNation, Rick Hayes is our very special guest this hour. If you'd like to visit uh, Rick's website for more information, or maybe you'd like to contact Rick for his his wisdom, his intuitiveness, his mediumship, whatever, you can't go wrong, www.lifesgift.com. And Rick and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, X-Zone Nation, tomorrow night, Kevin Randall and I will be discussing the major breaking news that was released about three hours ago now. Jan Harzon, head of the Mutual UFO Network, was arrested on July 13th and is accused of soliciting sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13-year-old girl. This is the Xonam am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining me uh, from any of the networks that the X-Zone is broadcast on, our lead story uh, from our newsroom this evening is head of major UFO organization arrested on child solicitation charges. Jen Harzan, head of of the Mutual UFO Network, was arrested July 3rd and is accused of soliciting sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13-year-old girl. Tomorrow night here on the X-Zone, Kevin Randall joins me for a one-hour special. On this, uh, the arrest of Jan Harzon, and what does this mean when it comes to MUFON? Will the other allegations that have uh, been kind of put under the carpet over the last couple of years be brought back? And could this be the end of the Mutual UFO Network? That's tomorrow night here on the Exxon with here's truly, Rob McConnell, and Kevin Randall, the host of A Different Perspective here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Rick Hayes is our special guest, www.lifesgift.com. And Rick, you know, you and I were talking about uh, you, when you were... I, I, was this the first time that you actually realized that that you had this gift when, you know, your father was talking about somebody and there was somebody present that they apparently could not see?
2: I know it wasn't because I, but I, but my memory can only take me back so far. So that's right. the first experience. But I'm, I do also recall what, you know, I was one of those kids, Rob, that, you know, the mom would tell a friend that, oh, Ricky's in there playing with his imaginary friends. And I literally wanted to run out, to, out my bedroom door and say, they're not imaginary. Right. Mom, they're here. So, so, but, uh, you know, I recognize those throughout my life. And, and, uh, I was sharing before we went on break, uh, what got me into, in the public eye and, and become public with these was mm-hmm. a friend basically sharing with me that when I shared with her some messages I was receiving that I was being selfish, you know, that I was given something I can be sharing with others and helping others and I was keeping it to myself. And I never looked at it that way before. And, uh, I'm, I'm very, very thankful that for the last 20 years, I have literally have met thousands and thousands all over the world now that, that, uh, you know that has brought com- that I feel has, has found comfort in some
1: way. You know, you were, you were talking about children with imaginary friends. Uh, don't all children have imaginary friends? And is it what the how the parents react that that closes the door to the other side?
2: It can. Uh, I, I do feel that we, a lot of times in uh, little children, they have not yet been. Told by parents and environment, and society that mm-hmm. it's just imagination, it's a coincidence, and they accept the abilities that they were given, and and they're just there. Uh, but as they're growing over older, they begin blocking those abilities. I really feel that now kids do have vivid imaginations, but uh, there's there's a there's been many times I know of that me personally as a child that that they weren't imaginar Imaginary. What the parents have. What I suggest to the parents, if they see a, if they have a little child and, and it's experiencing someone there that they can't see, is if this first, first of all, get down to their level. Don't stand above them. Get down to their level and, and let them talk to you, and mm-hmm. just listen. And and um, and the most important thing is to maintain that child's confidence because confidence is going to be very very important as they grow older
1: the these the the invisible friends are the special friends that children have a lot of parents who do not dissuade or discourage their children from an interaction with with their special friends believe that these special friends are angels and in this case Kev uh, Rick is is there a difference between an angel and a spirit or a guide well it is for me uh-huh. um
2: I I feel a spirit, or I call them loved ones in the next part of life, in the life continual, uh, they have experienced a physical body. They have been a soul that's been placed in a physical body and learned and experienced and grew in life in the physical body. I feel angels have uh, have not been in a physical body. There is a difference. I see them differently as well, and we've talked about this in the past, but the most common way I see Loved ones in spirit it is an elongated light, very bright and colorful in the center. I see them as shadows and what we call full-body apparitions as well, but that's the most normal. For me, for some reason, when I see an angel, uh, it is more, it becomes like an orb. Right. It, it begins, And then it begins manifesting out, uh, and then it beca- begins taking into a form. And I can see where a lot of painters from, from the past have created wings on an angel because it literally looks like, a uh, 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 a wing type of of, of apparition around them mm-hmm. so do they have wings I don't know I, I, I feel like it's more of a artistic view of saying they're not they're not from this earth right. you know, they're from another another dimension or another entity so but uh, there is a difference between them and I feel like the main difference is that in one of my books I call angels God's up for management because they're here to help us and they're here, and they're also helping our loved ones in the next part of life.
1: Boy, they must be really busy these days. They,
2: are, Yeah. <laughs> I'm I getting ready to reflect your, just reflect your thoughts, because I thought, boy, they've been busy the last few months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick, can you explain to us what you mean as, or how you define connecting with those in the spirit life?
2: Yeah, you know, you know, Rob, it's been like this for 20 years. I'm just me. I always share with others, yep. everyone. I, I'm just Rick Hayes. So I just, and you know, I don't use all the lingo that, you know, you find in this industry. And I just felt more comfortable with when I, what I do is called connecting or visiting with your ne- those in the next part of life, those in spirit, because that's what we're doing. It, a connection is a, is a bond or a Communication between one person and another individual. So, so when I connect, I'm actually uh, in this you know in this industry they call them readings or Mm -hmm. are getting in getting messages from spirit to give to you. Uh, I call it connecting because that's what I'm doing. I'm connecting with them to
1: connect with you. Hypothetical question for you, my friend. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, do you believe in reincarnation? I struggled with that through my life because okay. I
2: just couldn't. I couldn't understand why our creator would take our take our create so yeah, and keep over overhaul, keep overhauling the engine, basically, you know. So, but then as I as I got older and began listening, uh, it made a lot of sense to me because mm-hmm. life is learning, yes. and we're learning in this life in in this environment in 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 this body right now in these experiences. But who's? But if we choose to have a different life and a different body and a different experience, that would be learning in different different type of environment in a different type of body. So l- you're continuing learning. I I really feel even if we, we complete this part of life mm-hmm. and we go into the next part of life, we're still learning. And I feel like we do have the choice to return in a different body and a, and to our for our soul and our spirit to to return in a different body and to learn. And so that's, that's what we're doing.
1: What happens, Rick, if somebody comes to you and they'd like you to connect with, let's say, Aunt Martha? And unbeknownst to you, Aunt Martha has been reincarnated. What happens at that point?
2: <laughs> well, that's, that's why I like being on your show. you got some great questions. <laughs> you always have the great questions, Rob. Uh, well, first of all, your Aunt Martha will be in spirit with you as Aunt Martha, because that is that is a part of this life, and this is she was a part of your life, and that was a part of her life, so okay. she's going to be here as Aunt Martha. Now, will she talk about her past life? I never. This is really uh, interesting and intriguing because I've never had a loved one's spirit share with me about another life. It's almost like they're here to talk, like I'm here as mm-hmm. Rick Hayes talking to Rob McConnell tonight. Right? Uh, have I had past lives? I, I have, but I can. I will not – first of all, I will not share those with you because as Rick Hayes, sure. I'm not to remember the past lives. We, we have little triggers, I feel, that shows us there's something that we have done before or a, a part of the past life that mm-hmm. we have little triggers that shows us these signs. If, if we knew every, every detail from the past life, how would we learn from this life? So it's a unique experience for this. So Aunt Martha would be here as Aunt Martha for that individual. And by the way, I want yeah. to add this to this. Uh, for me, you don't come to me and, and say, I want to talk to so-and-so, or I want I want to, I want you to get in touch with so-and-so. I feel like our loved ones are around us. They know why they're going to give us messages. So I usually start off by asking and telling the individuals, uh, you let them visit with us, and then I start sharing with you who's here. So, um that's what usually happens in, in my in my office. <laughs> you, you see, Rick, that oh.
1: ma- that makes sense to me. That makes more sense than the people that I've had on the show before say. Well, you know, they 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 project into the afterlife, the afterworld, and seek out the spirit. And i have i have almost said to myself, well, what happens if they don't want to talk to you?" You know, yeah. Rick, you Absolutely. and I have to. You and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Great talking to you, and always a very interesting hour when we have you with us. Exonation Nation, Rick Hayes is my special guest. His website is www.lifesgift.com. This is the exon I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada, which is part of the Greater Niagara Area. Now, if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at TV.com On all social media sites, Radio, uh, uh, Radio, TV. on all social media sites, as I said. have to forgive me, I'm reading the news feeds at the same time. And if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at TV.com. Rick Hayes and I return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon. Whatever you do, do not go away. And don't forget, tomorrow night... Kevin Randall and I will be doing an hour show on the arrest of Kevin uh, Jan Harzan, who is the former director, I guess he's former by now, of the Mutual UFO Network. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com.
0: Ancients knew what we have forgotten. In order to be empowered by nature, one must be aligned with the way life works. We've become increasingly disconnected from the earth and her cycles to our extreme detriment. The Medicine Wheel ceremony is an ancient rite practiced by shaman worldwide to recalibrate their people with the powers of the universe. Join me, Guelda at the Galactic Shamanism Retreat this spring equinox, March 18th through the 22nd, in the beautiful Colorado Mountains. During this life-changing three-day medicine wheel training, you'll learn to build and maintain your own cross-cultural shamanic medicine wheel to promote manifestation, health, and personal power. Empower yourself with the wisdom of the ancients. Contact TouchIn at findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. All Hit Radio!
1: And welcome to another edition of the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to find out more information about the x Broadcast Network, you can always uh, visit us on our website at www.xzbn.net, where you can find all the scheduling for the great programming we have available for you, 24-7, 365, on Facebook, x Radio TV. And if you'd like to send me your emails, whether they're good or bad, or sometimes ugly, Exxon at com. My guest this hour is going to be Rick Hayes, and uh, Rick is a good friend of the Exxon. Uh, he is a psychic medium and life coach, but before we get to Rick, there is some breaking news from our newsroom. Uh, this was uh, sent in to us uh, today, July 14th at 5.17 p.m., which is just under t- three hours ago. Head of Major UFO Organization Arrested on Child Solicitation Charges. And um, this is today's Dateline. Jan Harzan, head of the MUFON UFO Network, was arrested July 3rd and is accused of soliciting sexually uh, sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13-year-old girl. The executive director of MUFON UFO Network, one of the oldest UFO research organizations in the United States, has been arrested on charges of soliciting a minor for the purpose of engaging in sexual activity, according to the police. Jan Harzan, who has headed MUFON since 2013, is accused of soliciting sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13 year old girl, and this is according to a release from the Huntington Beach, California Police Department. In recent years, UFO research world has been flooded with Pizzagate esque geek allegations, falsely linking scientific and government elites to occult sexual abuse of children, and accusing the government of releasing UFO videos to cover a pedophile rings. Harzan's arrest is almost certain to reignite those controversies. Court records show that Harzan was arrested on charges of communicating with a minor with the intent to engage in lewd act, as well as arranging a meeting to engage with a lewd act with a minor in public. Harzan Mufan and the Huntington Police Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment. On July 3rd, uh, detectives contacted a male by the name of John Harzan after Harzan solicited sexual activity from a detective he believed was a 13-year-old girl, the Huntington Police uh, wrote on their Facebook page. The suspect solicited the minor to meet for the purpose of engaging in sexual activity And when the suspect agreed to meet the supposed minor, detectives were there to take him away into custody. Harzan was arrested for multiple felonies and uh, transported to Huntington Beach Jail and was uh, specifically targeting minor females online. And this is according to the uh, police department. Wow. Jen Harzan arrested. What is going on? The UFO community is is in such a turmoil. Uh, You know, you've you've got other members of MUFON who are saying and posting racist comments. Um, Going back to 1979, John Ventry, a director with MUFON, was in trouble for his postings on his Facebook page, which were rather racist. And then Ken Pfeiffer, the uh, MUFON director of Rhode Island, has also been the, in the spotlight for racist comments that he put on his Facebook page. In the next uh, hours and days, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Mutual UFO Network. I do know for a fact that, uh, that this, this information came from an insider that MUFON had a Zoom meeting hours ago to, dis, you know, to discuss the, I, I guess, to do some damage control because, as it is now, MUFON has zero credibility, and they are in a lot of hot water. All right, my guest this hour, as I said, is Rick Hayes. Rick is a psychic medium, and we've had the pleasure of having Rick on the show many times. In fact, uh, he's a perennial here. I should say an annual. He comes here at least once a year, whether he likes to or not. No, I, I guess he must like to because he does accept the invitation. And he's the founder of Life's Gift, an association that supports his consultation and speaking engagement services. As a psychic medium and life consultant with unique abilities that have been recognized worldwide, as well as here on the X-Zone, Rick consults on a daily basis with those that have questions on life and life continual. Joining me now is Rick Hayes. And Rick, welcome back to the X-Zone. Your year is up, my friend
2: hello robin it's it's an honor to be back and, and uh, it's an even more of an honor to be an annual
1: yeah. uh, Rick, Rick, let me ask you um how has this covid nineteen pandemic affected you and and the people that you help on a daily basis
2: well what i've what we've seen is it hasn't really affected me as far as my schedule other than uh usually by in starting in march i'm usually on the road and it's really been everything's been shifted either toward the end of the year or first of next year. And, and so for me personally, the only thing that's really affected me is just that it's grounded me to be home more. And I, I, as far as what I've seen, as far as individuals wanting mm-hmm. appointments for a consultation and, and for some comfort uh, I've actually, we've actually seen a little bit of growth in that uh, this year in the last few months, especially um, I I, sh- I shared with someone a few weeks ago. They asked me about what I thought about this COVID and everything else that's going on in this world right now. And and my feelings is, Rob, it's just a good flushing out. Uh, I feel like we've 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 gotten to a hurry up and, and wait society. I've heard. I feel like our impatience is, mm-hmm. is outrageous. I feel like the the the, the uh, value of home itself has gone has pretty well gone away and everyone is is so focused on other things and and the prejudice is is i feel like it's increased so i feel like you know when you get when you get a lot when you get piled in and piled in mm-hmm. it's time for a good flushing out and so i think that's what's going on right now i i feel what we're going to see from this is that we're going to um, we're going to get a better understanding of what of the value of home we're also a better understanding of what communication how important communication is and understanding each other's feelings and spiritually i i really feel like and i've already been seeing it in the last few months we're going to see a tremendous growth in in the spiritual and not the religious end but the spiritual end of things so and you know me rob i'm yep. always always speak teach and preach you get up you think and act and believe positive you're going to receive positive in your day so this has been i've been in Locations. I was just in Tampa, Florida last week. I'm I'm very. I was in a safe environment and everything was safe. But mm-hmm. it's just, it, it you could see individuals just the energy of individuals. They're just they're they're getting tired, but they're also uh, ready for but they're ready for a change. And I really feel like this the outcome of all this is going to be a positive. I really do.
1: Rick, for those listeners who haven't had the opportunity of hearing you before on the show, um, how did you? how did you get involved in the great work that you're doing? When did you recognize your abilities and when did you actually get started in the industry?
2: Well, believe it or not, Rob, this is my 20th year out in the industry. And I, wow. I just like, I, I share with you before we went on air, the only thing changes me is I've gotten older, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, I just, I, I, know I was born with these abilities. I, I truly feel that we're all given gifts, talents, right. and skills, but when we're born and, it's to apply them in our life, but uh, for me, I recognized them early in my life. But uh, it was it was about twenty. Well, it was actually twenty two years ago. I was beginning sharing with uh, uh, someone about my abilities, and for the last twenty years now, this has been this my this has been my path, my purpose. It's been a phenomenal twenty years. I'm looking forward to the next twenty. But for me, it's it's just been a part of my life. It's it's been through all my life. So, and I recognized them early in my life.
1: What was your first? Instance, what was the instant, what was it that that made you understand that you had the gifts that you now have and that you've been sharing with the world for the last 22 years?
2: Well, I can go back to, um, individuals ask me, they say, when did you recognize your abilities? And, right. and as I shared earlier, I was born with them. But I can remember an experience when I was around five years old, maybe six, uh, between five and seven, I know that. Uh, where I was in a home with my parents and mm-hmm. and my dad was talking to a friend, and they were talking about a friend of theirs who had recently transited and i couldn 't understand it because I was sitting there, and i couldn't understand why they weren't talking to the other guy that was standing right there with them and and I know now that it was the gentleman they were talking about because they were really good friends those three and so uh, that 's one experience I remember as a child that what got me into my path, and I really feel that we're given uh, signs and we're given uh, triggers and we're given opportunities to, to guide us in our path and our purpose, and I was no exception. I was, uh, it was 22 years ago. I All right, Rick, friend, what we're going to do uh, is we're
1: going to have a bit of a cliffhanger here because I do have to take my first yeah. break, and it uh, was okay. always great talking to you, my friend. Exonation, yeah, the one and only Rick Hayes is my guest this hour. If you'd like to find out more about Rick... Give them a uh, Check them out on the website, lifesgift.com. That's www.lifesgift.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Tomorrow night, Kevin Randall and I will be doing a one-hour special on the arrest of Jan Harzan, the head of MUFON.